Hey guys, Cody here just reminding you that the best wrestlers in the world are coming to Iowa for the UWW World Cup at Extreme Arena in Coralville this December 10th and 11th. This one-of-a-kind dual-style competition features the world's very best men's and women's freestyle wrestlers repping their home countries and going head-to-head to decide who is the best wrestling country on the planet. You'll get to see Team USA's biggest wrestling stars like Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Snyder, Tamara Mensah-Stock, Helen Naroulis, so many more. There's no better time than now to be a USA wrestling fan, and there's no better time than now to get your tickets. Be sure to go to worldcupcoralville.com. I put links in the show notes so that you guys can get all the information you need. You're not going to want to miss this. One more time, get your tickets at worldcupcoralville.com. Number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a campus, the most efficient organization on the planet. I'm going to put a plug in because we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby Telfer, I'm the baddest man on the planet. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here. Happy Tuesday, November 1st. November's a pretty big month in the wrestling world, right? College teams begin competing this week, and in the state of Iowa specifically, it's officially the first ever week of practice for the first ever season of wrestling under the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union. Girls wrestling officially a sport, so that's fantastic. Um, Excellent way to celebrate the beginning of the month. The high school boys season will kick off in just a couple of weeks officially with practice. Um, But again, I've always viewed November as kind of the first month of the wrestling season each year. So welcome and congratulations, you guys. We made it. Let's have some fun. Um, Today's show, I got something a little bit different planned. Um, If you're currently listening to this, I'm actually out of town for the week. One of my good childhood friends got married in Mexico City this past weekend, and then my family and I decided to bolt from there to Cancun for the week to celebrate my 30th birthday because November truly is the best month on the planet. So I pre-recorded this show for you guys to make sure that we kept our two shows a week pace that we've set the last few weeks. Today's show um, is a recording of a script I wrote for last week's Storytellers show. For those who don't know, Storytellers is a project by the USA Today Network where journalists from local papers go into their communities and seek out people to share their own stories. The whole project is dedicated to the idea that verbal storytelling and journalism have the same goals, serving and reflecting a community while fostering empathy. For the Des Moines Storytellers project, there's usually a theme involved, and folks at the register solicit nominations for stories worth sharing. A wide variety of stories are picked, and they come from a diverse pool of applicants. The most recent show, um, the theme was Obsessions, and so I decided to throw my hat in the ring and talk about wrestling. Um, So I wrote a script, practiced with a coach, um, who is really just another reporter at the register, and shared my story on stage in front of a few hundred people at Hoyt Sherman last week. I talked about my obsession with wrestling, growing up within the sport, and and the lessons it taught me along the way. Uh, The general theme of my story was that most of us tend to go pro in something other than sports, but the experience of sports can help us navigate the rest of our lives. This was a little bit different thing for me, uh, if I'm being completely honest. Most of you guys who have gotten to know me over the years know that I've never really made this whole wrestling beat writing gig about me. It's about the athletes, the coaches, the community, the fans, the people in and around wrestling is what makes this sport great. I simply have a role to play in the larger wrestling ecosystem. But it was kind of fun to get to share my story in front of a lot of people for the first 
time, and I figured I'd save my script and turn it into a podcast here for you guys today. The show isn't quite as long as some of the others that we've been doing, but it is a lot deeper in terms of what's being discussed. Um, I've made a career out of telling other people's stories, and I feel like it might be time to share mine. So without further ado, here is my own story, as written and edited and coached for the Des Moines Storytellers Project, and I hope you guys enjoy. I was about four years old when I went to my first wrestling practice. It was held at one of the local high schools, and I remember walking into the room and seeing all the other kids running in a big circle to warm up. My cousin was there too, and he was sprinting around all the older kids smiling and having a good time. And Everything I knew about wrestling at that moment was that all these kids were just running in a big circle, and my cousin with this big cheesy grin was just sprinting around them. And in my head I thought, dude, I am way faster than that. Like, how hard could this sport really be? That was my introduction to the sport of wrestling, and I didn't know it at the time, but it would have a huge influence and impact on my life. I ended up wrestling for 14 years, but have been around the sport for more than two decades. It is my sport of choice, the one thing I did that many of my childhood friends did not. I also played soccer, a little baseball, even some football in middle school, but any of you have seen me, I'm not a very big human, and wrestling appeals to those of us on the smaller side. I had a fun competitive career. I won some matches and I lost others. I went to some tournaments and I triumphed and I went to others and I got my butt kicked. But I learned quickly that wrestling has a way of impacting your life in ways both big and small. It's a very personal sport and it's often a great metaphor for life. It's just you and your opponent out there on the mat so you can't hide. You have to literally take that other person, push them, pull them, bend them against their will in order to win all while they're trying to do the same thing to you. There are so many different ways to attack and to defend, so many different styles and techniques, so many different moves that score points. Every match is literally a calculus equation in motion. If you want to get better, you have to actively put in the work to get better. Nobody knows how to just walk out on the mat, shoot a head outside single, and run a bar arm for the pin. You have to make the decision every day to be good in your training, in your competition, in your off-the-mat lifestyle. Most importantly... You get what you earn, wins and losses, and you have to accept both, and I had my fair share of both. I remember in sixth grade, I made the state finals. Pretty big deal, right? Well, I lost, and walking off the mat, one of the coaches threw his arm around me and told me that in 10 years, it wouldn't matter and nobody would remember a thing. He was totally right. It definitely doesn't bother me that all these years later, I tried an upper body lock, was thrown to my back, and pinned in front of my friends and family. And the worst part is, I was winning the match at the time. I also remember senior night in high school before the duel. We did the usual senior night thing, right, where we stand up on the mat and our coaches talk about us and our accomplishments and what we meant to the community, all that good stuff. But they also announce our future plans, like where we're going to go to college. So I walk out there and our announcer goes, Cody is a four-year letter winner, blah, 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 and he will be attending the University of Iowa. He did not mention, probably on purpose, that I would not be wrestling at the University of Iowa. Guys, when I tell you that I saw the fear of God in that kid's eyes that night, oh man, one of the quickest pins I think I've ever had in my life. Not long afterward, my competitive career was over, and if I'm being completely honest, I wasn't really sad to be leaving it all behind, because in that moment, I felt a lot more relief, um, because I really hated wrestling. I went to a high school that was pretty well known for wrestling. There were expectations, big, intimidating expectations that rippled throughout our community. It was a badge of honor to be a Park Hill wrestler. Our presence alone ended a lot of social conflicts and maybe sparked a few others, but we had a tradition to carry, and anything less was not acceptable. And those expectations crushed me. 
See, we had a tough room during our four high school years, or my high four high school years, and it seemed like all the baddest dudes on our team were at or around my weight. Practice every day was more about survival and trying to keep up than it was about improving and trying to get better, or at least that was the trap that I fell into. See, we were that school that kids transferred to so they could join our program. I'm sure you guys know the type. We were the winners, and everybody loves to win. And looking back, I'm sure our coaches cultivated our program that way to try and raise everybody's overall skill level. And to be fair, it led to a lot of titles and banners and memorable performances. But instead, I saw all these kids moving and joining our team as an indirect message from the coaching staff that I wasn't good enough. And rather than rising to the occasion, I sank. I mentally curled up and retreated. I didn't seek advice or guidance from my coaches. I didn't latch on to my successful teammates and try to learn. I just showed up every day and stewed. Wrestling was no longer fun. I dreaded it every day. And I walked through the hallways mad as hell and never really sat down to talk about why. With the benefit of hindsight, I realize now that I was not mentally tough enough to handle that situation or mature enough to navigate it. I was not prepared, and I did not adjust in time to succeed. Rather than embrace the challenge, I ran from it. If I knew then what I know now, I think my entire wrestling experience and really my whole high school experience might have gone a little bit differently. But given another chance, I don't think I would change anything. See, around my sophomore year, I started thinking pretty big about my future. We all saw those commercials then and now about how most of us go pro in something other than sports. I learned quickly that I just love sports and pretty sure that I wasn't going to be a professional athlete, but I wanted sports to be part of my future some way, somehow. See, I have this theory. Most kids, as they grow up, they go from Nickelodeon to Cartoon Network to Disney Channel to MTV, VH1, on and on, right? I went straight from SpongeBob to SportsCenter. Bedtime was after the top 10 plays, and I grew up watching Stuart Scott and Scott Van Pelt and thought, man, those guys really do have all the fun. So my sophomore year, I took an entry-level media class that showed me the world of sports broadcasting and journalism, and at the same time, I took an advanced-level English class with a teacher that just kicked my ass. Um, That pushed me to take more writing classes, to, to write for the school newspaper, to take a broadcast media class, and ultimately to go to the University of Iowa, which is home to a world class English program. So I get to Iowa City, and the first thing I was told, write every day. And so I did, at the excellent, excellent student newspaper, The Daily Iowan. I literally wrote every single day. But the first lesson I learned was that a lot of the traits that have pushed me in my journalism and writing career are a lot of the same traits that I actually developed as a wrestler. See, I learned how to redo something and be very patient about redoing those things from wrestling long before I became any good at writing. You have to be able to envision something that you haven't yet accomplished, and there's usually a lot of preparation involved. You have to do something that feels completely instinctual and looks completely natural. But these things aren't natural. There's a process involved when it comes to getting to the final product. You know, head outside single. No, switch off to a high crotch. No, change off to a blast double. Run your feet. Keep running your feet, right? Movements create steps, create shots, create points. In the same way that words create sentences, create paragraphs, create stories. You know, you write, you edit, you rewrite, you re-edit. Should this be a semicolon? No, it should probably be a comma. No, a dash. No. Let's just change it back to a semicolon. Sometimes it goes according to plan, but most times it doesn't. And the fun part about writing every day, just like wrestling, is that you always get another chance to improve. But it's only fun if you love it, because if you don't, the people who do love it will surely kick your ass. 
I have been fortunate enough to write about wrestling and cover the sport at all levels for more than a decade, first at the Daily Iowan, then during internships with the Kansas City Star and the Baltimore Sun, then at the Ames Tribune, and now here in Des Moines for the Register. I've shared stories about wrestlers, coaches, the greater wrestling community, about people who love this sport more than I ever imagined. And it was those stories and those people that showed me everything great that wrestling offers. The opportunity to embed myself in that community and to share those stories really reignited my love for the sport. You get a close-up look at the journey journey and you become inspired by the discipline, you become invested in their process, you become enthralled by their results, you become, in a word, obsessed. And it's easy to love the technique and the execution of the moves and to continually learn about how different minds approach the sport. And it's amazing to watch the millions of different ways wrestlers of all shapes and sizes and ages and genders can win matches. I write plenty about champions and state champs, national champs, world and Olympic champs. And those stories are always special, right? About the obstacles they navigate, the the hurdles they have to clear, and the moves they execute to win those big matches. But so many more of the stories I've written are about those bigger picture life lessons. That it's not always about winning matches and bringing home medals. It's about believing in yourself and and understanding the value of hard work. It's about learning to do the little things consistently and how stacking those little things day after day can lead to bigger results. It's about going out there and just doing your best and doing so without fear because that's ultimately how we grow as people. I've written stories about people like Cam Kruger, who's a coach's son from Denver, who was born blind, but he discovered confidence on the wrestling mat. People like Lucas Rowland, the first ever state champ from nearby Prairie City, Monroe, and he did it all while his mom battled cancer. People like Cale Winter, who spent two weeks in the ICU because of blood clots in his lungs, but three months later, he took fifth at the state wrestling tournament. People like Lily Luft, who decided to try wrestling after her older brother Logan died in a sudden ATV accident, and now she's, she's made it her own, right? She's a state champion and All-American, and she's going to wrestle in college next season. People like Quincy Happel, the third brother from Lisbon's famed Happel family. Let me tell you about Quincy. Quincy watched his older brothers Carter and Cale both win four state titles during their high school careers, and he grew up hearing about how his father Dean won three. Can you imagine the expectations on that poor kid? Quincy had a fantastic career himself, right? He won 180 matches, qualified for state four times, but he didn't finish on the podium. He didn't earn that elusive state medal until his senior season. He had come close, coming just one win shy during each of his three trips to the state tournament as a freshman, sophomore, and junior, right? He got to the blood round, which is, you know, the round that we refer to, um, you know, if you win, you medal. If, if you lose, you don't, right? Um, he lost one blood round match after he scored the first takedown, and, and he lost another to a competitor from a heated rival. Such a tough sport. But his senior year, Quincy broke through. He won in the quarterfinals, and that pushed him into the semifinals, which secured a top six finish. Finally, after all these years, Quincy Happel was a state medalist. He looked up at the Wells Fargo Arena ceiling after that match, and he exhaled as he walked off the mat. There his dad was, Dean, wrapped him in a hug behind the, uh, the table as he walked off. Welcome to Saturday, bud, he told him. Quincy finished fourth at 126 pounds that year. And when it comes to the state tournament, I spend a lot of ink and time writing about Saturday night, about state titles, team championships, all that good stuff. But that win and that moment for that kid and that family is something that's going to stick with me forever. I've written about large-scale efforts like the continued growth of girls and women's wrestling here in Iowa and around the country and many years ago about the efforts to save Olympic wrestling around the world. And those stories tend to stick with me more because they're about the people fighting to offer more opportunities for people to wrestle, not just so they can win, but so they can experience everything that the sport teaches to. 
I've learned through my own story and through my own obsession that we may not always see the results of our efforts right away. It may take months, years, even decades to see what our hard work actually amounts to. But that's one of the beautiful things about sports, right? And about wrestling specifically, that you always have to be ready for your opportunity. And it may not come right away, but when it does, and if you put in the right amount of work, you'll be ready. Oftentimes we look at our goals and our future and how long a journey is and we feel overwhelmed. Wrestling taught me to be where my feet are, to focus on my next step, and to focus on getting better today. And eventually, you'll get to where you want to be. Wrestling taught me that if you learn to stretch your own boundaries, you'll soon embrace the idea that you may not have any at all. And wrestling also taught me that if you only measure your progress by what you've accomplished, you'll never see how much you've really grown. Thank you. Okay, that was a lot, but I appreciate you guys tuning in for this one. Huge, huge thank you to Stephen Gruber-Miller, who is one of our ace political reporters who served as my storyteller's coach for this project, and uh, Kim Norvell, one of our editors within the Iowa USA Today Network, who greenlit my inclusion in the Obsessions show for storytellers. And thank you, as always, dear listener, for tuning in. That's all I've got today. Um, We'll be back with another pre-recorded show coming out later this week, back on the normal season preview show type vibes. Um, It'll actually be with Intermat's Earl Smith, and we did a big preview on all three of Iowa's Division I teams, um, you know, kind of the last big preview before all three teams start competing and just kind of a larger outlook on their 22-23 season. So be on the lookout for that. Probably Thursday morning is when I plan to drop that one. Um, in the meantime, be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow your boy on Twitter, of course, at Cody Goodwin and Instagram, Cody J. Goodwin. And always, always, always be sure to subscribe to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.